What up, you careening camels? We back. Episode 98. I I was saying to Grant, I mean, past David for me, uh, future David for you, I was saying to Grant, like, we, we really had a busy episode this episode. Considering, like, we're two off from the big one hundo, why would we load this one up with all the good stuff? But I don't know. Uh, maybe it just shows that um, we don't really plan all all that very much, okay? We, we roll with the punches. We fly by the seat of our pants. We, I don't know, other cliche I can't think of. Um, we take it as it comes, eh? One foot in front of the other? Okay, that's enough of that. Um, shouts out to the comic book shop for their continued support of the show. They're actually having a sale right now. Imagine that. They're having a fall sale. Uh, you can check it out at thecomicbookshop.com or on their Instagram at comicbookshopbank. They spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, October uh, 4th to October 8th for the sale. They've got 50% off independent graphic novels, $5 select graphic novels, and $3 back issues. Okay. Good quality graphic novel sale. And of course, they've also got manga, figurines, all that stuff. I don't think it's included in the sale, but if you're more of a, you know, anime huib, uh, and you'd like to, uh, you know, check out some figurines or something, they've got you covered for that too. So let them know that we sent you their way. What do we talk this week? Jujutsu Kaisen episode 10 of season two. Bear with me on this one. Free run. Beyond Journey's End, Grant uh, previewed a couple uh, of the season's animes for us, and he'll be reporting back, telling me what to watch. Castlevania Nocturne, I tried that spinoff, or that, at least the pilot of it. Uh, we got a busy news feed. There's, there's strike news, there's new movie news, there's anime news, there's plenty of stuff. Gen V, uh, the boys' spinoff, I checked that out, I reported back. Uh, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, one of the highlights of my year. Lots to say on that. Uh, and then uh, Grant talks uh, John Wick 3 and 4. Uh, now that he's caught up on those things. Wow. First take on the intro. Not that I ever do multiple takes, but I think I nailed this. Grant, get him with that intro music. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. Hey, gentlemen's greeting to you, sir. How are we doing today? I'm swell, dude. I'm swell. I'm, uh... Sweating bullets like me or what? <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> want to know, wanna know how boring it, of, like, a day I've had? Hmm. I haven't had fresh air today once. Like, I left the home <sighs> to pick up Sam in a car, but that car's mm. in a garage. Mm. So technically, windows were never down. You know sure. what I'm saying? I haven't had fresh air today. And I'm not, like, proud of that, by the way. I had, like, a shitty day, low-key. Mm. But, like, I haven't been outside. And I don't feel good about saying that. That's... No, dude. That's the dream. Really. <laughs> I am so envious of that. Because it really depends, like, I was going to say, what, which shoe the foot is on. Because if yeah. I worked outside on mm. a day like today, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I, I could switch. Yeah, it was enough. I had enough of it by, like, you know, just shy of 11 a.m., so... <laughs> Also, 30 <laughs> degrees in October. Yeah, dude. Like, what's going on here, dude? Yeah. Oh, my God. Every, it's, every, uh, just about every person I ran in, into today through work was like, yeah, that global warm is a bunch of bullshit. It's all old people, eh? Yeah. Old, or, oh, sorry. Uh, you know, older people than myself. And mm -hmm. always the go-to line is, man, fucking global warming. It doesn't exist there. It's yeah. just hot. It's just hot day. It's like, okay, 30 in October, but okay. <laughs> you know? There's, um... There's this brand on Instagram. There's a bunch of them. But there might be one. I think it's called Middle Class Fancy. And mm. if it's not them, it's, like, one of the many pages that are like that. And they do all this merch of, like, just, like, dad sayings on, on T-shirts. Okay. And they make one that I want so bad. It just says, it's not the heat, it's the humidity that gets you. Oh, dude. <laughs> do you know how often I hate myself when I catch my like when I catch myself saying that shit uncomfortably to someone in the elevator? Scorcher out there today, and I'm like, who am I, dude? Like, you, what have uh, I become? You coming in or going out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, it is hot out there. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not stoked about it, but whatever. Um. Okay. Should we. Uh, I was gonna say we should get into it because we got a bit of a stacked episode. We got some stuff to talk about this. Yeah, week. we didn't intentionally do it. We mm. keep talking about episode 100 coming up and how we 
still don't have a plan for that. Yeah. And like, and the crazy part is like we we have an incredibly stacked show on episode ninety eight. Like we yeah. should have saved some of this shit. Mm. But you know, but this is this is what you get sometimes. Yeah, dude. Um, okay, let's start with Jujutsu Kaisen, season two, episode ten. Dave, I. I, I want to jump in because you mm. and I, we had a pretty good discussion last week. You know, we have good discussions every week. I really enjoy uh, our time together. But, <laughs> you know, I, I was, I I, def- I genuinely have felt conflicted over, like, episode nine. You know, the, really? just like, well, just, like, you know, you know, Abenak had put in that Q&A question. I, mean, oh, I, right. I did, I genuinely, I you know, I agree with her kind of, her line of questioning. I did feel a little shorted on like the the ghetto experience you mm-hmm. know like we had we had the you know like the the hidden inventory stuff and and all that and it kind of just felt like you know aha like you know it's a different villain like i understand what they were doing and all that but this episode like immediately kind of resolved that yeah and i am kind of glad that i have that feeling now out of the way and i can just kind of enjoy the rest of the season going it's forward. yeah <laughs> you know it's funny we didn't say this last week we should have but like Imagine if they did the hidden inventory arc, like, as a pre-release to the movie, like Jujutsu Kaisen mm. Zero, or or even after it. Sure. Um, but, like, there was su- there's been such a long break between season one and two, like, when you put them alone without the mm-hmm. movie and all that, um, that, like, you kind of just get to know Ghetto in time mm-hmm. to be like, oh, right, okay, I get, I see why he's a bad guy, to, like, yeah. also three episodes later, oh, it's not even him. So it's, yeah. like, the pacing is so weird. Like, if yeah. we if we liked Ghetto for a year, and, like, we saw that, like, prequel thing, mm-hmm. like, a year ago, we would have sat with it, and that twist would have been way bigger. Yes. It would have hit. It would have hit. Yeah. hit, yeah. You know, we always say it, like, it, it didn't really feel like an earned moment, but it, it wasn't so bad, because there was so much else going on around it. Yeah, you know? like... I don't think it's bad. I no, just think it no, could have been better. But, again, we have, like, immediate fault, which I love. We'll get into it. I just want to say, I was, like, very... Commenting on last week's episode, I was... I felt very, you know, off about it and kind of, mm. you know, very torn. Like, it was it was on my mind, you know? I was like, yeah. that does suck, you know? Like, we, they really did a good job of, like, kind of selling us on him as a character and his fall and, like, you kind of seeing, you know, how he plays out. But I think we're... Maybe not going to see Get... Or, you know, Ghetto again, but... We show that he's still something's still kicking in there. Yeah, so I mean, let's talk about that because that's yeah. like the first scene of the episode. So mm-hmm. or, uh, Gojo kind of calls out to him, and his body responds. And I think like my favorite part of this whole scene, like one that's cool, but two yeah. is like the ensuing conversa- conversation between Ghetto and uh, Mahito, mm. talking like they eventually come to this maybe sort of loose agreement of each technique holds its own worldview which is like mm. a really interesting thought yeah. but i will say dude if because i actually um there's a post today like at the top of r slash anime mm. and it was someone saying is it weird that i don't get jujitsu kaisen yeah well <laughs> and, this is yeah and and it's about like i think i know what's going on who the good guys are and who the bad guys are but like i there was a lot of people in those comments being like, yeah, I tune out when they talk about technique. Like it's mm. so much information and it's so, so rapid. And I was like, okay. I always felt like they were like a little squirrely and like deep with it. And I like have to explain it to Sam sometimes. And I was like, oh, but you're, that's cause you're like half watching. Mm. But I don't think I realized like a lot of people are like, okay, this is gibberish. Well, it was, it was interesting because, you know, I think, you know, I had mentioned it before, you know, as Leanna was reading the manga, you know, she's like, I'm loving when I'm reading but it, like it is a lot and i was like well what do you mean and she's like well like i can't like like it makes sense but like there's just so much and i was like okay maybe that's like later stuff i wasn't sure how far like and i was like from the beginning she's like yeah like even from like the get-go in the manga like it kind of feels that way and this was the moment as that was like stated out loud i was like oh like ding 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 this is like exactly the shit she's talking about like it has weight to it and, and it, it makes sense in what we already kind of know and like there's a land there's a jumping platform like for that theory to kind of mm-hmm. come from like they've they've showed us some of that stuff but i mean dude it is very out there it's like okay we're just going to throw that line in you know think like, about okay. <laughs> think about how much we have learned to date about gojo's technique like just yeah. one character like mm-hmm. we've gone so far down the rabbit hole between like 
why is he able to stop objects and then stop objects selectively and then always having the technique on versus not always having to like consciously mm. do it how the whole infinity it like technique the mechanics works. of him as a character why he spent yeah. like yeah like his technique stuff has been broken down like they talk about it a lot and mm-hmm. if none of that hits for you or you don't like quote get it like you are missing out on huge parts of the show but yeah uh to ghetto's point i think you can use this as a bit of a crutch if you're like a la- lazy viewer like some people are sometimes mm-hmm. is like i think he's kind of saying like every technique kind of plays by its own rules like there's yeah. no universal rule for all the techniques mm. so you can probably like allow yourself to lose yourself in it a little bit sometimes but if you want to like get into the nitty-gritty the show apparently does that too i chalk it up to how obtuse a curse can be right like just like oh, the whole you know just belief like a certain belief can generate a curse i mean you're so many people you know kind of all thinking a certain thought kind of generate like yeah you know like a locate and like just you know, similar to chainsaw man like you know with the devils and all that like a certain belief in something or you know, the root of evil of an idea kind of, you know, or even, manifest into something. I mean, and I think the techniques are just kind of the same thing. Like, you know, they're, there's no kind of reasoning to them. They just kind of exist as they are. Yeah. So. Even, even the movie. I mean, Okatsu created yeah. uh, Rika, right? Yes. Like yes. his guilt and his and all that yeah, kind of love. channeled it, turned into yeah. her. Um, the worst curse in the world. Love. So, so good, dude. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, no, it's gone. Help. Um, um. We're talking about techniques. Curses. Curses. Yeah. I don't, oh, I was com- going to... Oh. Complicated machinations. No, just about... You, you were talking about specific curses. And I just want to okay. reinforce that this... He's not in it a ton, but I really do think Mahito is, like, the funnest character on the show. He continue. The more time we get with him this season uh, is really building him up more than I thought they would. Yeah. I thought this season would have just been about him more evil, more showdowns, more fighting. Like, mm-hmm. I almost had, like, kind of, like, you know, my head theory that we had kind of got all his talking and his his ideals out of the way in season one leading up to, sure. like, the confrontation with Yuji. And then this season would just be about, like, you know, throwing some fists, you know. Like, yeah. But, like, he is continuing to develop himself. And, again, like, I'm not surprised by that, but I don't know why in my head I just thought maybe that was kind of I all love it was to him. But, uh, yeah, no, every, like, and I say, he's just such a bastard. Like, every time he yeah. speaks, you're just like, oh, fuck, I just want to fucking rock this guy. But, like, he's he's such a good character. He's really fun to, to have around. I mean, most of his scenes in this episode come from the whole idea that they're kind of, like, welching. Not welching. But they're kind of, like, retconning. They're not retconning. They're going back on their whole, we have to keep Sukuna around. But now that they've successfully imprisoned gojo they're like okay mm. wait this might be enough and now maybe we kill it adori which is like kind of its own twist right it, it was like you know it was i had wondered because i wasn't sure how much um the the, the idea of mahito wanting revenge on yuji and you know nanami and but it, it was interesting like when because chozo really kind of entered the scene and was like well i'm going to go kill you know, right. looking for Nobara and, yeah. and Yuji. And there's that whole, you know, philosophy debate. And this is, I really like, you know, we had talked about this a lot last week, but this scene specifically felt like the main characters, like the good guys in Ashona, the way they're all going back and forth and arguing about how to handle the situation and do this. It did not feel like the villains, again, talking amongst each other. It was, it's really, really smart. That's such a good um, observation. It's so true. Like, anytime you see villains in a show, they're in a fucking dank, dirty basement. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, yeah. p- planning some maniacal shit. But, yeah. like, this was very much like, hey, team, what's our action plan? Yeah. Like, you don't really, you don't see them conversing in the action or in the shit. You know? Yeah. Like, you kind of see them, like you said, they're away from everything. They're, you know, they're making their plans. They're in their seclusion to see them conversing like this in the moment, like as a group, whether they're agreeing, you know, agreeing or disagreeing, I thought it was just so like, again, it's, it's such a different kind of take on, on mm-hmm. the villains, but um, I'm going to make a um, prediction, a theory. My, my, I have a, the- a prediction. Thank you very much. I have a prediction that I think Jogo mm-hmm. teams up with the good guys Ooh. at one point. That's I think he, they solid. really made a point that he really wants Sakuna to happen. He does appear and to be everyone the else at the headed. table. Yeah. Yes, because Chozo doesn't care. He just wants like Yuji dead, mm-hmm. and you know Jogo goes against that because he wants him alive. Mahito wants him dead because for his reasons. But also, and then there's you know the unknown Ghetto is just very kind of aloof and like doesn't seem to care. And they even say like Sakuna's a backup plan. Like we got Gojo, this is the plan. 
and like you know we're like we're good now like whatever happens happens so i do think you know i think there's a good chance jogo team like i think there's you know there could be a team up of some sorts this season that's a good prediction and like yeah jogo's getting some decent screen time right now too he could be getting kind of primed for something like that damn i'm gonna be mm-hmm. pissed if you're right he was around a lot in season one yeah i know i'm just he, saying he was, you know like we had that fight with gojo and all that but like God, you know so he was fun. yeah <laughs> just using him as like a teaching lesson is so funny but uh yeah and then dave we got to talk about uh so we were right mekumaru is dead yo he's dead as fuck they yeah. they went a little insurance. far they went a little far with his insurance plan, dude. I was wondering how you were gonna feel about that. Yeah, no, dude. Like he, they should have just said I uploaded like a past mm. copy of my consciousness or something, because that's yeah. like what it was. He was having yeah. full on conversations, like, in, like you know what I mean? Like, there's no way he prepared a variable like a conversation flow for everyone he would talk to. Like, there's just Wait, like you think he couldn't just upload an AI of himself? No, that's AI what I think he did. Oh, that's, okay. That's but they should have said that. Like, they should have said something oh, like. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. They should have, like, justified it, because he just said, mm. oh, it's my insurance plan. Like, what the fuck? It was so weird. Because <laughs> at first, when he when he goes off, I thought it made perfect sense. It was like a dead man switch. Very simple. Yeah. It's like, hey, if I'm not here to hit the switch, and if something else triggers this other switch, that means I'm dead and Gojo's sealed. I better, like, fire the, you know, the failsafe, right? Mm. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like a voicemail. That's what I thought at first. I was like, oh, it's like, this is going to be like, hey, if you're getting he this message. He was pleading. He was pleading with them at points. Which yeah. I was like, you know, for the, yeah. It's funny. You're right. They should have just called it what it was. Like, he's, you know, like a AI yeah. version of but then his conscious. He starts whatever. having a full-on conversation with Mei Mei. And, like, by the way, Mei Mei, like, the bit about her hair being in her face, <laughs> it's not, like... It it's really not, not pl- funny. No, it's only funny now because yeah, I remember yeah. like it, she was kind of low key mysterious in season one, and then in the yeah. movie, you know, she's got like movie budget. She and she's killing things. She looks dope as fuck. Yeah. And then the, now they just cut to her, and you just can't see her face. It's like okay, this is just I'm just laughing now. But anyway, um, yeah, he they should have just been like, yeah, he uploaded a temporary expiring copy of his consciousness because he also says, oh, yeah. it won't last long. It's like why not? Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, that was weird. They yeah. brought uh, back a guy from season one. The blonde... The dude with the hand sword? With the hand sword, yep. Yeah. He killed... Uh, he actually I was killed... Say, was it season one? It was. The end of season one. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, yeah. he killed, like, the assistant that's been around for a while. Yeah. Do you think he's dead? Because that's, like, a pretty... Like, he got the shit stabbed out. It was, like, three times, at least. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, probably, right? I don't know. I'm bummed. It was kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's funny because that's like, the, you know, like the first like major death. But they need death, I guess right? aside from Mechamaru. But like this whole, that's the whole thing. Like the season's supposed to be very macabre and, you know, like kind of oh shit moments. Like, Plus you know, Hanami. Center. That is yeah, three characters just, kinda... in just a few episodes actually, now that you say it. Yeah, Hanami too, yeah. I guess you got to count the bad guys too for, for, yeah. uh, for body counts. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it felt too um, convenient you know, the assistant going down. Like, I'm not saying, like, he isn't dead. Sure. But it's also kind of, like, so much of the Mechamire thing of, like, oh, like, is he dead? You know? Yeah. But it just kind of... It, it didn't feel... I feel like the soundtrack didn't match, like, a finite death. Mm. Or, like, a, or like a, like a you know, like, a he is for sure dead moment. Which um, I know is, like, a weird thing to go off of. But I just didn't get the vibe that he's dead dead. Maybe they're making room, because they introduced a bunch of new characters at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the uh, yes, post-credits? The, like, the group up on the tower? Yeah. 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 They have lines, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So well, we, they, they talk about how, uh, you know, they know about our plan, but they've also given away their location. And something that. like that, yeah. But, dude, Yuji up on the tower. That oh. was something. Yeah, how did we not mention that? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. me. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, 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 me. That was funny as shit. Yeah. Also. That. Very, unexpected. very, like, not... Normal, like not 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 normal, but like just very like you, I feel like I've never seen anything like, like a moment like that in an anime. It's just kind of like it was kind of nice. It worked. You know? It worked very yeah. well. Also, I have to. I we should point out like there's not like a ton of action in this episode, but the animation was really cool. Yes, the nightlight stuff they were doing was fun. Oh, and mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, you know, like Lincoln, you kind of miss it character growth, but Yuji doesn't hesitate to kill the uh, transfigured humans this time. Mm. like in season one he has like this big 
it's this big defining moment because he's so mm-hmm. disturbed by what's happening to him. But he yeah. just is like, nah, I gotta, I gotta do the mission. Yeah, he's there's a lot at stake here. So, did you catch? Oh, this is the one thing I've really been wanting to talk to you about. God, this was a busy a episode, line. wasn't it? Sorry, this like is very, this... there's very busy episode. I, thought, I was gonna say, there's oh, a this moment will take us when. Yeah. <laughs> Mekamaru kind of got like you know the the insurance policy or the failsafe whatever you want to call it uh-huh. makes a point of he alludes that he was not the spy or he's not the traitor that there's still a traitor out there yeah I I was and conf- he's alluding that I trust you too so it's interesting because like they do you think it was just sheer luck that they thought that Mekamaru was the traitor and then they open up and that that set up that whole scene with Mahito and Ghetto? I don't know. I that I was confused about if that was like a translation issue because he clearly was working with them. But like yes. was he doing that so he could then inform on Gojo or uh, inform on them to Gojo, but then he also seemed so to maybe, know that he might die. So it's like are you or are you not the traitor? I think I think in like he clearly was in a way, you know, a, a traitor. Yeah, but maybe the information that they were realizing was being given away was not the stuff that he was also giving away. Right, you're saying he was a traitor, like, maybe not the traitor. Yes, I right. think it was just coincidence. You know, coincidence, happenstance. Of course, like you know, he is away yeah, having yeah. this battle with the other big bads that he can't get caught. So, and he alludes that that person is probably there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do Me neither. Know. I don't uh, know, man. This we is, should. This is a fun. This is a really fun episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we should we should put out a quick prediction now, and then we have to move on. Um, but like, do they get him out this season? Do we? Does he save himself? Does Gojo, in one way or another, leave that prison in this season? Mm, no. Agreed. I'm saying no. no as well. Oh, how dope was him like resisting inside the cube? <laughs> like yeah. he's like, and they're like, yeah, like we're not moving anytime soon. I love yeah. that. He's just like, ah, shit. The eyes all turned blue, and then a couple cried. That was dope. Yeah, he's he's watching them. He's kind yeah. of the the shot too of like him kind of like leaning back comfortably, like he's as if he's like tanning in the sun. He's being surprised, like you know, like skeletons are kind of like yeah. moving against him and all that. Really, really cool stuff. Agreed. Um, okay, all right. Onward we move. Tell me about this yes, show. Sir. I'm not gonna try and pronounce. So the show is called. Actually, you know what? Here's what the show is in your head now. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I've been saying it a lot. I've been telling everyone about this show. No, this show should be called... This is what Dave wanted Mashoko Tensei to be. Bro, don't play with yeah. me. <laughs> no, Dave. Um, you have to watch this show. There's an, no and ifs or buts. Like, if I have one oh, for the season, this this is it. Um, the show is amazing. So, the first four episodes came out on Friday, um, which I thought was a very interesting move because you know a, a couple shows have been doing that uh, this year mm-hmm. um most notably um in the spring uh Oshinoko uh came out they had an hour and a half premiere but it was like one episode it was like a, a movie essentially and it was kind of for this free run show uh, the actual name free run beyond journey's end um it was kind of marketed as like a similar like a two-hour premiere mm-hmm. but what it really was is it's just the first four episodes like they, they come out individually and I was like, you know, as I was watching, like, oh, like, that's a really interesting, you know, like, why why did they choose these four? And, you know, because Leanne is reading the manga. She really loves the manga. She's like, you know, you would love it. And Leanne keeps calling it a slow burn. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, what, like, what is that? And by the end of these episodes, I would not call the show a slow burn. It just, it takes its time trying to tell the story. Okay. Um, so this this anime is, it, main character, Free Ren, is an elf. Um, so... She's a part of. She was a part of a party that defeated the Demon King. The Demon King is now gone, and you know, like everyone kind of goes their separate ways. But like time is kind of, you know, like it doesn't matter to her because she's an elf. Yeah. And the show, the whole basis of the show is like she has a realization, like as like her friends are like kind of dying because you know time, you know, kills all. Sure. And Father time she kind undefeated. of she has regret undefeated. And, you know, so she has, like, regrets of, like, you know, like, maybe I didn't know my friends as well as I should have because, you know, she, the day-to-day stuff doesn't matter. But this is this is not an isekai. It's just, like, a, just a true blue fantasy world story. And it just kind of, like, so what happens, like, at the end of this fourth episode, that's, I understand now why they did those four episodes. Because, like, the mission officially starts, or the journey mm-hmm. starts at the end of episode four. 
So the whole point of these first episodes, just kind of like get to know her, get these feelings of like, you know, maybe I do want to remember, learn more about my friends who are now gone kind of thing. Uh, But Dave, this show is beautiful. I think Um, Mushoku had a slow start too. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yes, very very slow start but i but like i asked lena she's like yeah this is the whole show like it it takes its time the entire time um again she she always says it's a slow burn it's a slow burn but like when the moments are big the moments are big but dave this is like not a like we watched this with corinne like you know like there isn't you know it's we you know i had the inside info lena's reading the manga she's like there is not a site of fan service anywhere it's just it's just like a very it's not that it's jolly. It's not like ranking of kings. Like there we is got kind a man of, like, on the inside, to Diana, it. dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you think this thing good or what? Yeah, man. So. Parents just read the manga first, and then mm-hmm. you can uh, show the show to your kids. But no, I was watching this the whole time. Like Dave would love this. Dave would love this. This is what Dave want. This is what we wanted. It, and you know what? I'm not trying to bait you here, Wah. but it has elements of to your eternity. The good parts of to your eternity because time is such an obtuse thing. You know, to wow, I'm blanking on the main character's name. Typical. Into Eternity. Uh, you don't even know. Do you oh, know oh, Fushi name? into your Eternity. Fushi, Fushi. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's like a very abstract like, concept. Very. Yeah. So the show is very abstract, but like it's it's very grounded and it's beautiful, it's colorful. You know, the the action moments that have appeared so far are just you know kind of very dynamic, and you know that there's you know there's a moment there's a moment. Uh, or sorry, there, there's a whole episode. I think it was the second, third episode where they're just they spend the whole episode trying to find like a flower, right? And and you know, Freerun has like it's not because there's an assistant involved, and you know, I want to get into that because I want you to watch it, and I want you to experience this. But okay, and just the lessons that she's kind of like teaching to this apprentice, whether she's like she's like fully aware that that you know she is like giving this lesson, and she you know she's learning as she goes along, and she's like a couple hundred years old, or probably close to a thousand years old at this point, or something like that, but. It's, I don't know, it's, it's really good, dude. Like, it's, it's going to be one of the ones of the season. The, the opening and the ending animations for the show are insane. Like, really, really cool. Great music. Um, Did you it, say it was uh, one... Netflix, too? No, it's on Crunchyroll. Okay, it's Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah. What, what yeah. just went to Netflix? Oh, there's this show called Pluto coming. Have you heard of that yet? Yes. I was. We were talking about it last week. It was on my my uh, my uh, my watch list it for is, the eh? fall fall watch list. I think the official date came. It's October twentieth. It's yeah. It's later this month. I was just gonna say yeah. you have to remind me about that one. Um, yeah. Okay, but this is a uh, free run beyond yeah, journey. Dave, Zen. this is one of my most confident. Like this is a lock for Dave Jeez. for sure. Okay, yeah. God, it's, it's good. It? It's just. Kick back, you know, Fridays, nice little feel good, you know, there's some, maybe some lessons to be learned. I don't know. It's a really all good right, show. All right, all right. It's, it's not raking a kinks. I assure you that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know yeah. you, you didn't love that. It's but not that at all. The thing is, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame ranking of kinks because it's one of those things, like, everyone I know that I trust, like, from a storytelling perspective, loved it. Mm. And it was, like, a mainstream success and a critical success. Like, it won kind of everything. And, like, I was, like seeing pieces of it and i was like yeah okay i can see why people like it it just wasn't my thing and prime primarily because the animation style which is weird but i'm picky um okay i'll try and report back by next week dude i hope so i really hope you do it's right, uh yeah it's really good i i i was like blown away by it, it just, that good huh it's, it's you know like it's not it's Did not just groundbreaking but it's just it's just it's so in our lane it's almost yeah. like comfort food with not being like it's not like lowbrow right yeah. but it's just it's so us it's comfort food you know did you say um how many they're gonna do or do you know uh, i believe two consecutive i think it's getting a full 24 episode run wow imagine that and dude i was reading i was reading this is how like how much they're taking their time with it apparently each episode they're uh adapting two chapters okay manga so wow. like they're really really drawing it out because it's like, usually what three story, or four like, up to six sometimes. Oh my god! Like right now, like you know, like the most I think the most recent season of Bleach, like in this the the second core, like people are saying like up to nine chapters, ten chapters per episode. Holy hell! Just jamming stuff in, cutting stuff out, and it's it's nice to see like you know, and because Leanna really likes the manga, and she's like, yeah, it's like straight off the page. That's it's like it's cool. really cool, really cool to see. Um. Okay. Hard left turn here. Uh. Next one is <laughs> Castlevania Nocturne. <laughs> I'm not hearing great things, Dave. Yeah, so 
Uh, well, I'm only one episode in. Oh, oh um, okay. Because they put the whole thing out, I think. Like, I think it's out. Oh, Netflix, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Netflix, right? So, I think, you know, the brief context is I love Castlevania. The They did mm. four seasons. And the fourth, like, I think the big thing with Castlevania is it ends very strongly. And uh, I think in retrospect, it's two compa- like season one and two are pairs and seasons three and four are pairs and they're really great. Oh, okay. And they like just got a lot better towards the end. The animation, they were like dialing in same, same animation studio. Um, I still think the animation is strong, but it is like, it's a, it's a notably different show, but like, I don't know. It's kind of feels like, um, like stick with me here it kind of feels like the force awakens you know what i mean where it's like you know it was like promising they clearly know what they're doing they're in the universe there's like lots of nods to like previous things same story yeah i don't like i mean based off the pilot they're like yeah Yeah. they're like okay let's get the chess pieces back on the board like let's here's your good looking uh um tycoon yeah disturbed but deep protag you know what i mean and i'm like i don't know so I don't know. I I, uh, I saw mixed reactions as well, but like I was like, you know what? I'm probably gonna watch this either way, or at least I'll watch a couple more either way. It's interesting because like a lot of shows got announced. Uh, there was a Netflix anime event, um, recent or last week I think, or maybe two weeks ago, and this studio is attached to like four or five different video mm. game based show or anime coming out. I think uh, there's like a Tomb Raider one and an Onimusha one, which actually looks kind of cool. I like those games growing huh. up. Um, Onimusha, yeah, Tomb Raider. There's one more I'm missing, but uh, oh, uh, maybe no, not Devil May Cry. Don't take, yeah. Anyway, but like this studio is like going to be busy. I think they got a lot of stuff yeah. coming down the pipe. Good for so. them. Yeah. Um, was gonna, oh, it kind of reminded me of like the relationship between like the like Avatar: The Last Airbender mm-hmm. and Legend of Korra. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where okay. it's like, okay, everything's the same, but also not. Mm. I don't know. It's a... Time jump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of, like, obviously, like, it is a time jump. Yeah, right? I don't know like, how many between... hundreds of years, but it's a definite time jump. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I watched the first season of Castlevania. I really liked it. You know, I'm, it's still on my list to get back to it at some point. But uh... Dude, I, I strongly recommend you watch season two. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm saying, like, you don't even have to... I'm not even saying, like, you have to finish the show. I'm just saying, like, watch season two. Watch, like... A recap of season one, which is like three episodes, and then watch season oh, yeah, two. That's good, man. I'm gonna do it. It's like it. the last couple episodes, the way everything like coalesces in that mm. season is really great, especially for a show that was like so young. That was like Netflix's like first anime project that they made. Castlevania? Maybe not the first, but one of the no, first. No, definitely not. Definitely not. First big one, all right? It was big. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what okay. else. Like as an original though, like they haven't been making originals very long. They've only, their yeah, first I, original was House of Cards. No, but in anime they had that uh, Knights of Sidonia show back in like 2016. Oh yeah, okay. Like they they've been doing stuff for years, like anime stuff. They they were early adopters, but uh, well now yeah, I want to know when Castlevania came out because they've been at it a long time. No, like 2017. They like Dorohedero came out well before. Well, it's not original. That was an adaptation, but uh, like they had, they had like four Netflix projects prior to. Uh... Okay, that's not crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, highly that's recommend good. it. Anyways, yeah, um, I'm gonna get into it. That's a good idea. I'm gonna re- watch the recap of season one. Yeah, dude. It'd be, yeah. It's again, it's three episodes, right? It's basically like yeah. here, here's the main like characters. That's all it is. Um, want to talk news? Yeah. Well, kind of speaking of animation studios, Mm. you sent me this Reddit thread of a bunch of animators from MAPPA coming out online. Yeah. This is is a bad read. Yeah, it's a bad bad look. But, like, I think it's good that this is happening. Like, when I say good that this is happening, I mean, it's... You're pro-NDA? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we've got their names... We can yeah. go after their families. Not yeah. kidding. But, like, I think the big thing is that everyone seems to know that the underbelly of, like, production companies in Japan mm. are is, like, very gross and the working conditions are gross. But it is weird that you don't have animators on social media as much, like, coming out and yeah. being like, yes, I work on this show and it's awful. And this is what this was. 
it's i don't know like do you think it's just wrapped up because you know the there's such a specific japanese work culture like I think unless that, everything gets reformed like animation is just a part of the machine i think it's a great know, point. like everything else it absolutely has to be a part of it they could also actually have ndas in place which is yeah. like again like you know waiting for disruption but yeah like to your point if they're all in japan that's also probably mm. part of the problem because like you know, we joke about, like, the salary man thing for Nanami, but it's, like, based off of, a, like, a lot of data. Like, the corporate work culture seems atrocious. Yeah. It's not everywhere. Working. Yeah, you know what Which, I mean? So again, it's, like... It's just fl- the irony of everything. Like, this news coming out, and then, like, the delay of Zom 100, and then just the whole, you know, the subject matter of that show. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, there's not a ton out there. Like there's like like four or five, you know, animators came out or people in the industry came out and kind of let some stuff. But there was not much chatter on it. Like there was no. no yeah, it was like almost killed instantly. Like all that stuff got scrubbed off Twitter. Yeah, imagine if that was a production studio in L.A. Like how yeah. quickly that thing would have exploded. You know mm. what I mean? But it's just very different. Um, okay. Well, wait. But speaking of which, though, like the other side of the coin is the writer strike came to a conclusion. Yeah, dude. Which was a very big win. If you're interested in this kind of thing, you can look it up. But, like, the writers kind of got... I, I don't have numbers. But mm. the reception I have seen from writers is, like, fantastic. They are elated. Really? They're, they're saying, oh, we got everything we wanted. Like, it's insane. They told us we were crazy for asking these these things. And we got all mm. the big ones. And the big ones are like... The thing. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Just the whole like studios gaslighting the writers of like you don't need any of this you know why would yeah. you want you know or <laughs> or we'll never do that because you're being unreasonable yeah. and like apparently yeah. like a lot of it I mean I think that the big thing was like studios wanted to be able to use the content you've written and get AI to rejig it mm. like you know here is season one of uh, Chicago Fire um, we fired all those writers but here's all the data like Chat GPT train yourself on that data and give us what you think season two looks like. And then, like, mm. you just, like, tweak it a little bit. Like, that's yeah. absolutely some, something they wanted to do. But AI can't well, be used to write scripts. That's, like, the big one. Mm. Um, yeah. Writers are allowed to use script uh, AI if they want, but they can't be forced to by the studio. Hmm. Um, they'll get better residuals and more transparency regarding viewership of their numbers because they had no real transparency when things moved to streaming. Um, Mm -hmm. better minimum rate, um, better minimum number of staffing for a writer's room. So you're not like three people. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if there were some others, but like lots on the AI stuff. Oh, and I think a minimum, yeah. Another one was minimum 10 weeks of work. If you're writing on something that hasn't been greenlit by a studio yet. So it's like, they can't be like, Hey Grant, come write on this show. You're there for a week. And they're like, Oh, you know what? The studio said no. Never mind. Hmm. Now you're out of a job again. It's like shitty. If you get brought on, like you're, you have to produce such an amount of content, and you have to be there for at least ten weeks. That's a good deal. Yeah. That's good. So, like yeah. that. That's one. But um, it's interesting too. You see uh, all the stuff <laughs> Netflix is uh, upping their price now. Again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. Of course. It's just it's it's you know like it all it's all connected. But I don't know, man. It's uh, every day. It feels like it's less and less more necessary to have all these services, and it just—it's just cable again. Like I know, like that's not like a, you know, like a higher thought, super smart take on it. Like I know everyone's thinking that, but it's just—it's crazy to me, man. Like everything just, is cyclical. We disrupt yeah. and then end up in a like holding pattern where we feel like we're disrupt, we're ready for disruption again. You know what the great service will be? will be some dipshit mm. provider being like, let's give you a bundle for all these things. Because, like, that's basically where we're at. Yeah, we're like, going back to cable. Apple's going to buy all of them and be like, here's your Apple Plus TV subscription or some bullshit. Mm. Oh, my God. On the daily, I get this annoying message from uh, Apple for uh, Apple One of, like, putting all... It's, like, 30 bucks a month for, like, all right. their services. And I'm they, like, they actually do any of this other yeah. than like apple plus like i forgot yeah they have like crazy. a bundle already that's so funny yeah yeah, yeah dude it's all our things here you go get dudes. in it <laughs> um um dave aot to release a new 18 page manga in april this coming yeah. or next year i saw I wonder so, what that's about yeah i don't know so I, it's Red obviously <laughs> yeah, imagine dude 
it's only 18 pages so that's not much um my mm-hmm. guess is like a reunion or an epilogue or a bonus in between chapter i have no idea like what could that be he, what do you... he, i think they put out what it'll be called and it's just like chapter whatever like it's not like a it doesn't have an artsy name it's like chapter and then a number and i don't know what the number is and i'm afraid to google i wonder if the ending is in fact going to be different in the finale in november and then he puts out a manga and... of it yeah or the just the difference or like wow. choose your ending you know it's either this one or the one i did now I, if i were a betting man i wouldn't put my bet on that happening but that would be pretty fun fucking bet, cool no that's exciting that would be cool. yeah <laughs> choose your own adventure in the ending how you feel yeah we're gonna be watching that thing in a month yeah dude holy fuck i bought the popcorn already i'm I'm so nervous (laughs) i'm not i'm so excited i feel like i have so much it's weird because i'm not and i I say this every time and i feel bad about it every time but it's like i'm not super excited in this moment because like this ending has taken years Mm. and it's like it's hard to keep that spark but it's like i've invested so much like time and energy and t- both talking about that show mm. and watch like watching it and re-watching it and watching other people watch it you know what i mean and like and discussing it. discussion threads <laughs> going and, over like, my notes yeah going over notes and the podcast hours and it's like dude if they flub the fucking ending like <laughs> i'm throwing the mic through the window <laughs> podcast is over if the ending is bad we're not yeah. even gonna do an episode on it dude I'm serious. Anyway. Oh my gosh. It's just like there's that's a so lot of pressure. Um it is. Yeah, anyway. Um Sam Esmail's doing a movie. Yeah, dude. He's doing a feature. This is this is this is pretty this is the second one. He he has made a previous one. <laughs> Do you know what it was? But, I, uh, I can't remember. No. No. But but this is a big one. He's, on, he's got he's on the big picture all the time. But and they talk about his first movie and he they everyone seems to be very excited the book this is based on is apparently a pretty big deal okay whatever and uh so this getting made i think i feel like the book wasn't even out yet and sam esmel was working with the author about making a movie yeah i saw there was like some like you watched the trailer or no with the sound off of course just uh... um (laughs) no but the trailer's good like i mean you know movie trailers are like such a hit or miss thing these days but i thought it was a good trailer has like some like fun techie things where i'm like oh i bet esmail will crush that because he's so good at that stuff mm. i mean he's got a big cast stacked cast though stacked oscar winner cast. mahershala ali actually double oscar winner mahershala ali julia roberts mm. ethan hawk yeah i swear i thought i saw kevin bacon in that trailer i was pretty excited uh yes that. Did. just be ethan hawk with a beard no i think kevin bacon's in it yeah i, I love kevin bacon fuck, i think he is anyway uh, we don't cover like specific movie trailers often but i was like you know what dude it's esmail and like this looks like this looks like a big feature film and like you know? It's in our lane. Yeah, I think it's in our lane. So here's a fun little rumor, Dave. Uh, the rumor's going around that Christopher Nolan might be making some Bond movies set in the 1950s. Yeah. Wait, Um. last last time I asked you this, I swear. Did you see the last Bond movie or no? No. But you know what happens, seen... right? I think we, we had talked about it on the pod. I think you explained someone may or may not have died. Yeah, I, I mean, how long or ago Or alluded was that? to someone's death. How long ago was that? Ugh, last year. Yeah, we can talk good, about it, right? Good, and obviously, you don't seem like you care. No. But they they fucking kill him. Like I was yeah. shocked. Um, <laughs> but it's like they've done timeline stuff now, right? Like they can go do whatever the fuck they want, and they want to recast anyway. And Nolan was asked about a hundred times on the Oppenheimer circuit if he would do a Bond movie. Only ever said yes, but then like, oh, but like I'm so picky, I'd have to be able to cast him. And be like, oh, well, you know, they kind of need a new one. And anyway, this is a fun rumor. Perfect. Perfect for the Bond movies. I mean, dude, he he doesn't shut up about it. I mean, he's he's asked about it a lot, but he's like, Mm. I look at my filmmaking. Like, it's heavily influenced by Bond. He's like, I grow up Mm. on it. I know more about those movies, you know, than anything. Like, it would be a pleasure, but also... Well, he was almost up yeah. for what would have been Skyfall, no? And then they chose, like, Sam Mendes was chosen. Oh, I didn't know he was in the running for that. I believe so. I remember, I mean, like, that being in the paper. Like, remember when Movie News was just in the papers? Yeah, it's weird. God, <laughs> Nolan would murder a Bond movie, dude. And, like, yeah, he'd be one of the few directors of today where you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Give him two to two, like, give him two back-to-back movies. Let him cast Bond. Mm-hmm. 
let him do it his way because like he's Christopher Nolan at this point. He just made a billion dollar three hour dialogue movie. Like, you know what I mean? So good. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. God, that would be awesome. I think Bond would be a good reset for him, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, do, go know, do like, the mainstream thing. Yeah. And, like, but Nolan a fight. Again, do the mainstream thing again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. It, like, when you see what he's done to quote mainstream blockbuster movies mm-hmm. that somehow make absurd amounts of money and, like, are like way more less surface level than most mainstream shit. It's just crazy. I don't know. Did he also make Batman Begins or just like start? He started with Dark Knight. No, I did all three. He did all three. Okay. Did all three. But God, animal dude. Um, all right. Speaking of animals, um, Gen V. Yeah. Tell me about it. Gen V. Okay, so this is the boys spinoff. I don't have a ton to say. It's it. the college set one, eh? Yeah, so they put out the first three episodes. Dude, I'll tell you right off the bat. <laughs> and I know this wasn't user error, and I'm still fucking pissed about it. Um, I have, like, a Android TV. I have a little Google TV yeah. thing. And um, I actually love it. Like, I'm not an Android guy overall, but it's, like, it's just great. It works well. has all the apps I need. Mm. In general, like, you know, every now and again, I think Android apps can you know be a little more crashy or like but whatever so i do run into slightly more bugs than i'm used to but they you know how like they have like banner ads on like a on yeah. literally any platform like fire sure. tv roku apple tv like there's like a new season of and then it's like gen mm. v and it's like you know you hit the watch button it just takes you to whatever app it's on and it starts playing assuming you have a subscription of that app sure so the anyway it was for it was obviously on prime i hit watch it starts playing it takes like a long fucking time but it starts playing and i watched the whole episode and like i was like man that was good like a lot happened but i'm like i was like man i don't know if i've like if this drink was stronger than i than i thought but like i am a little lost like they really drop you in the middle of nowhere sure. it played the third episode like what it the fuck? and then no like neither one neither episode one or two had been played before and I'm not saying that's, like, a common bug happening to people, but it is what happened to me, and I was fucking furious. Wow. So I played the third, and I was like, oh. Once I, because I didn't realize three were out. I saw on Reddit people were talking about it. I was like, oh, shit, there's two more. I'll go, you know, Sam was away for the for a day or two, and I was like, oh, I'll go check yeah. it out. Um, and then I go to watch the second, and I was like, wait. One and two were unplayed, and I watched the third. So I was so pissed about that, and I had to... <laughs> watch everything in like fucking reverse order it was a pain in the well not in reverse order but like start over but try and figure out my bearings anyway that aside um it's good like it is it's just more of the boys yeah like, like, like in a good way yeah. yeah yeah if you like the boys i think you'll like gen v it, and i mean this comparison in a complimentary way but like you know how like the mcu like the magic about maybe phase one and two was like they were good standalone but like you had an enhanced experience if you knew a little more if you'd seen sure. the other movies it's just yeah. like that like they they are referencing like homelander like there are quick little cameos by other people sorry is it is it a, is it set in the current timeline or is it a prequel it's in the current timeline okay, okay. so it's That's like cool. you know you see like the i always forget her name ashley the ceo of vaught now I, like you see her okay. you see a train in commercials like there's funny like you know there's like it's like very much a shared universe. They're literally doing exactly what Marvel did. I think, you know, like the one obvious thing is like, it's a definitely a different tone because it is people in their early, you know, late teens, early twenties in college. So it's still very adult, but like dormy. Sure. So like, you know, I think you might get a bit of hit or miss on that, but like they do set the tone quick. They're like, no, no, it's still a rated R show. There's still like really good VFX gore that they always seem to like somehow like mix with some form of nudity or you know what i mean like there's always like some like there's always an oh shit moment every episode or every few episodes on the boys and um gen v is like the exact same thing there's always like oh oh my god (laughs) so that's you know and if if you enjoy that you'll enjoy this do you feel like there is an overarching story or is it kind of just playing through the motions a little bit still no, there's de- there's definitely a story. They take some time to set up the pieces, um, but there is mm. a good story. I see, and I, I may as well touch on this, I see a lot of, 
quote backlash you know when the internet like it's the reality of quote backlash on the internet is like when the we, internet you yeah, mean? yeah 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 <laughs> is like when one minority fringe group disagrees with another minority fringe group sure, and they're just yeah. the vocal two vocal minorities going back and forth but i think the reality that's the reality i don't think most people care but i do see some conversation around like oh it's too woke or it's too political i think what the fuck the boy was yeah. like playing on all of that yeah like... so i think my thought is like it's still a their um critique and like their tongue-in-cheek kind of um play on like the like just where the culture is at right now is present in the boys mm. and it's present in it's present in gen v as well but i think a lot of the thing is like they're making light of a lot of it they're like they're kind of yeah. being the comic right they're kind of like holding up a mirror and being like everyone's ridiculous all the time yeah. and like that's present in both shows so if like you're tired of that humor that's allowed too but like i think it's for the most part done well so i don't know i think it's fine i still they're jokes I, you know what i, I mean like it's jokes one of my one of my favorite like internet commenting on a tv or a movie moment in years is just people missing the point of like homelander becoming like an alt-ring idol or alt-right yeah, idol yeah yeah and just like the disc like the back and forth and it's like it, it was just it it just shows how short yeah but like it was just so funny to see it like it's it's all there you know like how, how do people misconstrued like the joke being made here yeah but and yeah i don't know and you don't have to like if you hate that humor and i and like i think the humor largely hits but if you hate it like it's not the show you know what I mean? It's not the yeah. like they're like they're doing plenty of shit. I don't know. I had fun with it. I'll, I think I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, I'm gonna to, check it out. I, I well, you were you hopped into the group chat this weekend. You're like, oh yeah, check this out. I'm like, I didn't know that was out. Yeah, like, not great marketing. If I'm being honest, but no, usually because uh, this kind of stuff is thrown in your face. And I you're right. Idea. You're right about that. Actually, I didn't really have a big push from uh, from Amazon for this one. Whatever. Um, okay, last thing. Wow, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Oh, I can't wait, dude. So, to watch this. so you knew more about this than I did when I went in. So, yeah, Wes is my guy. We watched this on the weekend, and I just said I just saw the the thumbnail on Netflix, and it was like directed by Wes Anderson, length forty minutes. I was like, wait, what? Like this sounds like Short the perfect thing. Movie. I was like, I mean, now we we literally it's all doll stories too. Yeah, and it's um. It's and Benedict Cumberbatch is on the picture is on the thumbnail. It's like okay, mm. this is how could this possibly be bad? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I so we watched it, and we didn't know that they were uh, doll stories. We didn't know that they're like I knew that it was an adapted screenplay because it said that, mm. and I knew it had to be based off of either a play or a short story just from how it was made, right? Mm. Um, but then I looked into it, and yeah, like it's the second film adaptation of Doll's work by Wes Anderson. The first one was fa- uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I think so they're doing. Good. I oh, think they're doing so three good. more of these in the same I, thing, in a similar style as this one. Yeah, I think so. I w- Wikipedia wasn't super clear on this. I think they're doing a total of four, so they've done one, and I think it's the same people. Like I think uh, Benedict and uh, the dude, the cast is absurd. Benedict Cumberbatch, all his movies though, Dev Patel. Yeah. Ben Kingsley, Ooh. Richard Aody, uh, IT office guy, oh, yeah. IT crowd guy, uh, Ralph Fiennes, Rupert Fiend, friend, Rupert Friend, sorry. Rupert Friend, uh, who's that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he's in there. Rupert Friend. Um, but Ralph Fiennes, Richard Aody, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Aody, yeah. Ben Kingsley, Dev Patel, Cumberbatch. Have you watched the IT crowd? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Outstanding. Acid. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Acid, that's a good word for it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I was gonna be listening. To this. Be we say bit, that like to each other at least once or once the or one bit that gets me. I don't even think I can always. I can say on the podcast. I'll do it for you on Friday. Um, remind me of the IT crowd. Um, um, <laughs> I can't get it out of my head now. Uh, what the artistic bit? No, I can't. I, love I that can't. One too. Um, anyway, this movie. This is a, one of the only movies I've ever seen that looks like a play. Like they changed. I don't know if I want to spoil much for you. Uh, all I no, can go for it. it's okay. Okay. It's okay. Sam and I we watched it. 
again, no expectations, which I recommend you do if you're watch like if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the wonderful uh, story of Henry Sugar, just go turn it on. It's only 40 minutes, and I felt like I held my breath the entire time. Like Grant, it doesn't stop. It's just like dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. They they change sets while while characters are monologuing, like behind them, like stagehands come in and change sets. Like, it looks like a one-shot play. It's unbelievable. It's, like, one of the coolest things I've seen all year. And I, might, I was like... I might go watch this tonight. Yeah, and I was like, Grant's always fucking talking about Wes Anderson, and I here I am, like, not having seen many of these okay, movies. Okay, so what, what have you seen by him now? Because we, we had gone back and forth a couple months ago about... Uh, um, I've given you a few, a few recommendations to check yeah, out. Dude, you know me, dude. I haven't seen any ones. of them. <laughs> like, no, I've seen... Um, Damn, dude. Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I've seen Grand Classic. Budapest Hotel, which I loved. No. And thanks for coming. Like, that's the what? end of the conversation. That's all I've seen. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen yeah, literally. I've seen them all. Yeah. I love, Maybe I Life love Aquatic? Maybe Life passion. Aquatic. Oh, that's my, I think that's my favorite. But in so, a distant memory. Oh, uh, Bottle Rocket. You've seen Bottle Rocket? Yeah, That's I've the seen one not a lot of people have seen. I saw it recently because someone wouldn't shut up about it. Uh, on a podcast I was listening to. That's so funny. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't even know that was Wes Anderson. What a weird... That's his first movie. Yeah. Co-wrote and... with Owen Wilson. Yeah, I, I watched it because someone was talking about how good Owen Wilson was. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that about makes it... Uh, that about does it. You, you have to watch it. I will, oh, like hundred yeah. percent. It was we almost queued it up, and then uh, I think uh, I can't remember what we watched it said, but uh, I just want you know that's one of the I wanted to be prepared. I just want to you know sit down and uh, and watch that. But uh, yeah, should we? Do you want to talk John Wick for five minutes, or do you want to save that till maybe episode ninety nine? Uh, I can talk John Wick. Um, you saw three, right? I watched three and four this weekend. Oh shit! Um, okay, so I I only haven't seen four. Okay, so <clears throat> it was funny because you and I went to a concert, and it, I think it was around the time Extraction came out, and we were talking a lot about Extraction. Oh yeah, and, and, I, which and, I did watch, by the way. Yes, and like a big part of that conversation, we you Devin and I had was like, mm. this is clearly like a, a lot of other movie action movies now are inspired. You know, John Wick has inspired them. Yeah, and, and that's I like to everyone's see... benefit, right? Yes, hundred percent. Action I had seen one and two, but it had been so long, like, so long I had seen them. I remember, like, you know, I liked them, but I was not blown away by them. Sure. Um, so I watched a couple recap videos on one and two. I was like, oh, yeah, those movies were great. Um, three was amazing. Um, I really liked what they did there. Just kind of the whole... Can you, you know, remind me like, what on earth happens in three? So three is kind of like the inverse. Like he's like not hunting people down. He's being chased majority of the movie. Yeah. And he's in, he's out. It, it is very convoluted. And like Keanu Reeves is like, when he talks, it's like, he probably should have just like kept your mouth shut. Like you do, like he sounds so dumb as John Wick. Yeah, it he is, does. It's, it's kind of baffling. Um, I, I, again, like I only watched recaps of one and two, but like, I don't remember from one and two of like it being so like campy. No, like I, the line deliveries. Like I'm sure it was, but it was just like as I was watching three, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like everyone, like like you know, Ian McShane is just like chewing up scenery, and it's like, "Oh my goodness!" Like yeah, you know, like, then you get John Wick going like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> they lean into that hard, and maybe towards the end of two and three, I, like I that character took himself and the movie took itself seriously in John Wick one. Like they definitely yes. like over time have done mm. more of that. So. The interesting thing is when I, by the time I got to four, so three, three is I would say is my favorite of the bunch. Um, I think it's the most consistent, beginning to end. I remember um, some really cool set pieces. Is it three where the movie literally ends with like Morpheus being like, "You want some more?" and like the last line of the movie is Keanu Reeves going like, "Yeah, yeah I want some more." <laughs> you know? And I was like, so, "Oh, okay, I didn't know you were teeing up a fourth. So that's what leads. So four, and which people like loved. It's one of the biggest oh, hits it is? this okay. year. Like people talk about John Wick four, like it's the best one, and I I can see why people think that. Um, there, there, there's one I I do not want to ruin, but there's 
a straight out of a video game set piece. And I think I've heard people talk about how like there, there is some interviews out there where uh, Chad Stileski is like more like, like that scene is like influenced by games like hotline Miami and like that kind of thing. So if you're familiar with those games, you can visually picture like what they do in this scene. Um, so some very, very cool stuff, but like, I was kind of bothered with how cartoony some of the CG the CG was in mm. four. There there was a set piece that like I understand it was like a big deal, and I'm sure in theater would have played a lot better. But at home, I was like, this looks fucking ridiculous. Oh really? Like this does not look cool. And it was probably the first time in my experience with these movies where I'm just like. <laughs> That like no bueno. Like I don't. I do not dig what I'm watching it's, right now. It's it funny was. You say it that, was man. so silly. Because I remember, like we're talking about the third being campy and stuff, and like, you know, they're like the action sequences have always been so good, especially the stuff yes. they do in like landscape mode where you can like see it and the tracking shots and all that. And like mm-hmm. I remember, like they do like horse stunts maybe in the second one, where like he in like the third one. Third one's the horse. Okay. Stuff is big. And then I remember being like. Okay, there was one of these movies, a later one for sure. John Wick is on a motorcycle with a samurai sword. Um, wait, what did that I? That would just be say? three. Motorcycle on a samurai sword. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay, be careful. True. He like, goes from a horse to a motorcycle. Yeah. So I was like, let's not go like the Fast and Furious route. Like, let's like, like we're no. leaning yeah. pretty hard into that. And uh, it sounds like I more CG. I don't know. That doesn't sound good to me. No, so, okay, w- w- explaining it without spoiling it is, it's a set piece around traffic, mm. and combat, and a gunfight kind of taking place during, like, a, a traffic sequence, and... One of the greatest it, of all time, Matrix Reloaded, dude. Yeah, well, no, not like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, Keanu's um, kind of been in one of those, that's funny. Yeah, Actually, but it's, no. it, I will say, it's nothing I've, I, it's, it is, it was a scene I had never seen before, so points for that, but, like, I think the execution was just, mm. you couldn't pull off practically mm. for the majority of it, like, it's clearly CG'd, mm. um, but I, I want to say, even though, like, I think 4 is not my favorite, I have to shout out, Donnie Yen is in number 4, are you familiar with any of his work? He was in Rogue yeah. One, he played the, bl- the blind guy, Yeah. also yeah. he plays a blind okay, guy in this, too. Yeah. Um, steals the movie really scene every scene he is in action wise it is probably the best the series has done it like to get like an absolute pro like donnie yen it is it like i was blown away there's towards the end there's a set piece involving him um and john wick and like i couldn't like i could not keep my eyes off donnie yen like i missed everything that keanu reeves did (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it was just completely complete complete scene stealer um, good huh? and uh yeah i like i said fighting wise i think the close quarter scenes in four where they didn't blow them up and mm-hmm. they kept them more like john wick one i think was the highlight of the whole series like some very cool hand-to-hand stuff is there a, um, like and plenty of that in four yes or plenty, is it more like set pc i think it is more set pc but when they do have those moments where it is like a little more close and like there's there's this one it's incredibly campy incredibly campy scene um because it's also kind of like world hopping so like they go to various countries and okay and whatnot and they do really good job at showing like the different fighting styles from people in those areas and like kind of different you know crime organizations and whatnot they're just fun dude like they're really good i i do regret not keeping up with these as they released in the theaters because I, I feel like seeing four in the theater would have been a blast with like you know you or shane or whoever. yeah like, that's true it would have been like a really good it would have been a really good like group viewing we'll have to go see that uh, fincher movie instead yeah dude i'm so excited small, small cinema month. is helping us out 20th actually that's also yeah october 20th that, that's premiering so oh the 20th Let's go see that yeah oh god god oh my yeah, god dude. it's already october oh, i hate I this know. okay um all right, John Wick three and four. Okay, I, I'm gonna see four at some point. I just don't know when. You have to see four. It's yeah, where'd you like it's, So it's did you rent it or is it... I rented it? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's on it's VOD. It's finally like like regular rental prices now. But okay, uh, I, have I, I was saying I, I feel like you know this is like a weird plug for uh, for Apple there, but they they do this like Friday night, uh, ninety nine cent rental for like and... newer movies. Oh, you've been doing that for a while, eh? Yeah, and like I just every Friday I just open up the uh, the app or the Apple store. 
and see what the movie is for the weekend. Like that's how I watched How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Mm. Um, it was you know, and then John Wick Four was a couple weeks ago. And I miss Blockbuster. I picked up Blackbeard. Yeah, I do too. It, it, Dave, it's the closest feeling to Blockbuster. Yeah, I've had in a while. it's just the sense of it discovery, is. right? It, that's kind of gone. Mm. It's tough. Yeah, I agree. Because everyone it's knows a lot of everything cool all that the time. way. Yeah. Um, They're sheepishly going up to the counter and being like. It's just ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy being like, no, you should check this instead and go home with the Terminator. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's this one guy at our local blockbuster that hooked me up a lot. Some cool stuff. Doesn't Quentin Tarantino have a podcast with the guy he worked at a movie store with? I believe so. I've never listened to it, but I heard it's quite good. Interesting. Yeah, we should check that out. Um, yeah. Okay, is that about it for this week? Yes, sir. Not bad. Action packed, 62 minutes. That's not bad, dude. I think we made like pretty good time. I think so. Um, okay. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, however you're ingesting this. Subscribe, follow it, whatever. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. We're there on TikTok too. We see you. We appreciate you. Um, and check out the comic book shop. Check out their uh, sale that uh, past slash Dave, uh, future Dave told you about in the intro. Um, Grant, go ahead. Say the thing. Bye, guys. Uh, cheers.